0: Mark's gospel is the gospel for this cycle and we will be reading all of Mark's gospel and they're usually short excerpts because the whole gospel of Mark is a short gospel. Uh, traditionally Mark is described as like almost like a lion going from spot to spot quickly and uh, his I've said this before his symbol is the lion and the great Piazza San Marco is named after him in Venice, the uh, St. Mark's Basilica and Cathedral. There are a few things going on in the scriptures that I want to comment on. Uh, The first one is what's going on with David and Saul. David is a kid. He just killed Goliath in this section of the scriptures. Goliath was a Philistine giant. David was a shepherd boy. And how he killed Goliath was with the slingshot. Shot him in the head, and then he died. And he was the big threat to the people of Israel. The Philistines backed Goliath, and he expressed hate and fear against the Israelites. And so the Israelites were very much afraid. So they got into a battle between Saul, the king, and the Philistines, and they said, you know, whoever wins the battle between these two, Goliath and David, will win the battle. It was an interesting way to decide the winner of the battle. And Goliath loses, and also loses his head. David takes his sword and chops off the head of Goliath. Now, he said he was a giant. Who knows? He could have been big, big, big. He just could have been taller than the average person. Doesn't matter he represented a big fear an angry fear toward the israelites so that's that's important to ra- remember now because of that people are rejoicing and little david wow he killed the, the big giant okay and we use we still use that phrase uh, david and goliath that when we when we see a big country attacking a little country. It's like a David and Goliath story. But that's it. Samuel, this whole book is the book of Samuel, reports that when reports came back that David killed the giant, the threat, Saul, the king, was jealous because the people were praising him. And the example of the, the praise is the women came out and singing in the streets, and Saul killed a 100, and, and David killed a 1,000, or the numbers are off, but, but that percentage was, was the issue. And Saul got furious. My grandmother had a phrase that she used between me and my brother all the time, and I say all the time because we were three years apart, so there was constant sibling rivalry between the two of us. And she would say, Josia Mangilocchi, Jealousy will eat your eyes out. And that's exactly what happened to Saul. His jealousy was eating him alive. And he had planned to kill David. Now David's the ancestor of Jesus. He didn't know that then, but he was the ancient ancestor of Jesus. And David becomes the greatest king of the kingdom, of the Israelites. So jealousy was eating his eyes out and eating his heart out. And of course, He consulted with his son. Jonathan was a very good friend of David's. And Jonathan says, Dad, basically, the guy did nothing wrong. He saved you. Every praise that he gets reflects on you. His conquering the giant reflects on your accomplishment of conquering the Philistines. So give up on it, basically. And that's for all of us. That's a great lesson. You know, like realize what you have and what you've done and respect and appreciate what the other guy, the other party has done. So that, that, that's the, the, the theme of the old, old Testament reading today. Mark, as we said, a short gospel, gives us this little piece of Jesus' healing. And what happens as a result of his healing, he's popular and people are following him from all over, all the towns around. And that's the great story of getting into the boat. So Jesus asks his apostles, get me a boat, I'll go up to shore a little bit so I can project my voice, but at the same time not be trampled by the crowds. Interesting that there were that many people. All of that, I think, is summarized in the responsorial psalm, which is, in God I trust, I shall not fear. If Saul had trusted in God and accepted his role as the king who hired this kid to kill Goliath, he would have rejoiced and continued to trust God because Saul didn't, excuse me, David didn't kill Goliath. The, the power of God killed Goliath. Now that happens every day in our lives. We think we're controlling things. We're not. God is controlling things. And when evil happens, Satan is controlling things. It's it's rooted in our history. And we we know this to be true through our faith. So, when we hear that phrase, in God I trust, I shall not fear, we have to apply it to ourselves. The people who were healed by Jesus trusted in Jesus and followed him. Now, Who healed? Jesus healed because he's God, but God the Father healed through Jesus. Don't forget, everything Jesus did was directed to the Father, and he always asked his prayers and strength from the Father to do the Father's work, salvation. Trusting in God, and that that comes down to us. Through fear, through war, through illness, through family conflict, trust in God. And we do the opposite. We take control and we think we're in charge. We're giving up our connection with God and we're thinking we take over. And this happens politically and it happens personally. When we think we're going to fix it, it, whatever it is broken, could be illness, could be politics. Through prayer and trust, God takes over. But if we don't trust God, and we do it ourselves, we take over, and the case close how, how many failures we have? How many failures are there in our society over people who think they control society, politics, money, family, and they don't? I think of situations of, of abuse in a family. When one person is abusive toward the rest of the family, quote, he or she is in control, but they're not. That's Satan controlling them to do things that are harmful to another person. When we forgive and understand and pray and ask God to to heal us, we're trusting in God. And we're going back to the scriptures of Mark when people trusted Jesus so much that they followed him everywhere. That's us. We have to be in that. Have to be? Well, I'm going to say we have to be. If we are trustful people, if we are Christians who are dedicated to God, not as a charm, not as a a Buddha that rub his belly and he'll give us our dream. No. Trusting in Jesus means understanding Jesus and doing his will and throwing ourselves before him. In God I trust, I shall not fear. Which means, even in the face of illness, that looks terrible. We're, trust, we're called to trust God. Some people who trust God will die of their illness. I are mean, all going to die eventually. That's just the fact of life. But in, in before that, going through the journey, going through Calvary, going through uh, the cross, we're asked to imitate Jesus and trust in God that the faith that we produce and repeat through prayer gives us strength. Sometimes it gives us physical strength, but the goal is spiritual strength, so that whatever we're going through, God is with us, like almost like a hand on our shoulder, that Jesus is touching us through all the challenges of our lives. That's tough. Because we want to be in control. We want to say, I'm going to the best doctor, I'm going to the best lawyer, I'm going to the best XYZ, and say, and that person will win the case, win the issue. You could do that, and sometimes that will happen, but that's giving control over to someone else and trusting someone who is not Jesus, someone who is not God. See, we're human beings, and Jesus became a human being to teach us how to be human in connection with God. It's not just Jesus here, God up there, and us over here. No, we're incorporated into the body of Christ, and we're encouraged by the Scriptures to understand Jesus. Even even Satan's people understand Jesus when they say, you are the Son of God, and he told them to be quiet in Mark's gospel. They understood. I guess the real question is, do we understand? Do we trust in Jesus? That's our faith. And as we pray and receive the Eucharist and pray for others, we're expressing that trust. We're expressing how dependent on Jesus we are. And I say Jesus, of course, I mean Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're trusting God is with us. And it may not be easy. may be a tough road, whatever it is. And we may lose the physical battle. But if we're trusting in Jesus, we're on top. We're the victorious ones. Because we're with God, who is the divine healer and the source of eternal life.